Hello, good evening saints. Welcome to my podcast. (laughs) It is such a great honor to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Do share the link with a friend. Yeah, and um, we are available on Google Podcasts. If if, um, I don't know how you are accessing us, but if you haven't um, subscribed yet, uh, please subscribe to The Word by Michelle on Google Podcasts and um, that way you will always get a notification when I'm sharing something. Otherwise, I am also available on the Anchor app and um, on Spotify. The Anchor and Spotify. Thank you once again for tuning in. <laughs> um, wow. It is so great to be back. I want to thank the Holy Spirit for this opportunity and for the words he has put on my heart to share with you. And um, without further ado, can we go straight into scripture? Um, Let's have... um, Today we're going to talk about angels, right? We are going to talk about angels. As usual, I'll need you to have your Bible with you, to have your pen and your notebook because um, I like us to always dig deeper into scripture to get um, deeper revelation and understanding so that we are all on the same page and uh, my words make sense as I try to point you to the word, the word being the Bible, the word of God. Okay. Um, and let's have um, our opening scripture is in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 sorry <laughs> I sound a bit sleepy this could not wait I have been working on this um, since the early evening and uh, wow the Holy Spirit has amazed me so I'd rather share it now because I know that by the time morning comes I'll have gone into other scriptures and then this one will kind of go in the background I want to share it while the excitement is still hot. So hopefully the Holy Spirit will jumpstart me. Okay, let's do Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. Are we there? Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. That's in the New Testament. It's um, one of the last few books of the, the New Testament. Okay, it's towards the end of the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 it reads I told you we're going to talk about angels today right okay the scripture reads are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who will inherit salvation praise King Jesus okay let's have an opening prayer we're ready Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this day that you have made. I thank you for everybody that's out there listening to me right now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the words that you have put on my heart. I thank you for the message that you have trusted me with to give to your people. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and help me. I pray that you embrace my tongue and that everything that I say right now shall be straight from your throne of grace as opposed to anywhere else, especially not my understanding, but what the Bible says. I pray for everybody out there that's listening. Give them the ear of the learned to pick out only that which you want them to pick up. 
In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Okay. <laughs> Let's break down Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. Okay. So I'll read it once again. Hebrews chapter 1 14. We're talking about angels, yeah? So it reads, Are they not all ministering spirits? In other words, are angels not ministering spirits? Sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. Praise God. So um, we've broken this scripture down into three lines, right? One, we've established angels are ministering spirits. Mm-hmm. And what are they for? They're sent, they're sent forth to minister. And who do the angels minister to? To us who will inherit salvation. Praise King Jesus. So, okay. Um, I can see here the first key word that you have is um, ministering or spirits, right? Okay, so let's handle spirits first. So what is a spirit? Yeah, um, I really try to find the meaning of this, but I'll try to use the simple terms that relate to what you and I are going to talk about this evening. Praise God. So a spirit is a conscience of life, right? The principle of conscious life, right? That That's what a spirit is, like... Um, supernatural right we have um, the breath of life so uh, how best can I bring out um, a spirit for example we are spirit beings according to the Bible right and um, God is also a spirit being like before we were formed at all yeah but before we were created we um, God um, created man from dust and then he blew his spirit into us and then we became alive. We are alive by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. I'll read it for you quickly. Okay, run quickly to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. As always, we don't leave room for assumption because I need all of us to be on the same page as I take you slowly to where I wish for you and I to be in the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living thing. Praise God. So a spirit is a conscience, right? And we are spirit. We are spirit beings as human beings. Why? Because because after God created us, he breathed life into us. Okay? So that's the best way I can bring out the spirit side of life. Praise King Jesus. Okay. So the scripture reads, angels are ministering spirits. So next we want to look into the meaning of ministering or the meaning of minister. A minister is a person authorized to conduct. A person appointed by or under authority of a sovereign or a head of government. A minister again can be referred to as a diplomatic representative or a person acting as the agent or instrument of another, 
right? <laughs> so a minister in not so many words is a servant, right? So a minister works for or on behalf of praise King Jesus. So is, is the scripture coming to life? Angels are minister, ministering spirits sent forth. Let's go back to the scripture quickly. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister, right? To us, yeah? For those who will inherit salvation. Now, now that we've established that angels are ministering spirits, who do they, who do they minister to? They will minister, angels minister to those who will inherit salvation. In the next word we'll look at is inherit. Okay. So what is to inherit? To inherit is to take or receive by succession or will as an heir. Right? Or we can say to inherit is to receive or take by virtue of being heir to it <laughs> am i making sense okay and i feel the need to 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 to, to um, shed some light on who a heir is a heir is a person who has a right of inheritance <laughs> okay so angels are ministering spirits to us heirs of salvation yeah like heirs are we are entitled to praise king jesus now we need to talk about salvation we need to break that down as well so that we can get the whole scripture into play right so now we've established angels work for certain people who are those angels are ministering spirits angels are spirits that work for guys who will inherit salvation so what's the qualification of an angel working for you the qualification is salvation now what is salvation salvation is an act of saving not saving money <laughs> the state of being saved right or deliverance from the power and penalty of sin right You've had people say, "Savorly, oh, I am saved." Uh, the other day we talked about being born again. Now we're using another term: "I am saved," right? And 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 like we're trying to establish what that means. Um, and that's in John chapter three, verse sixteen. If we are to use um, scriptural reference, let us run quickly to the book of John, chapter three. Done. I need to be quick around the Bible so we don't take up too much time. John chapter 3, verse 16. 16. It reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Right? So there was so much, there was so much um, sin or perishing. And then God felt sorry for us. So he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to, to save us, to deliver us. So basically, in not so many words, whoever believes in Jesus will not perish but have everlasting life. So that is what salvation is all about. Yeah? So we go back to our subject, angels. 
So, according to our umbrella scripture for the day, Hebrews chapter 114, um, angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation. Praise King Jesus. I want to talk about angels today. <laughs> We've had people referring to fellow human beings as an angel. Oh, you're such an angel. If you do somebody a favor or some, you please them in some sort of way, they like to say, oh, you're such an angel. And sometimes babies are referred to as angels. But today we want to look into the actual angels as referred to in the Bible. And I thank the Holy Spirit for giving us Hebrews 1.14 because it gives us a clear indication of what angels are and who qualifies, right? Like who qualifies to use angels, okay? Now, everlasting life. See, salvation, see, we're trying to finalize on the beat of salvation. Uh, John 3.16, yeah? God sent his beloved son, uh, his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How does one get everlasting life? Like, how did we come to this? To, to the, the requirement? How did we get to this point where we all need everlasting life? Because uh, why am I touching this? Because unless one gets salvation, they can't have access to angels. Praise King Jesus. Now, um, you will wonder why I'm interested in angels. See, in this life, right, I really want to break this down as simply as possible. I see to you we are spirit beings. And then there's angels and demons, right? Angels in the kingdom of light, demons in the kingdom of darkness. Now, you and I, I believe, are children of the light. And we need spirits to minister to us in order for our life to go smoothly. And for angels to work for us, we need to be saved, right? We need to believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And then we qualify. The Bible says you believe, you accept in your heart, and then you blot it out with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he died for our sins and, and, and he's in heaven now and he'll be back to get us. So that's that's how people get born again. I'm, I've always come to this podcast and asked guys, uh, would you like to give your life to Christ? And then we say that prayer. But And now I need you to understand that if you have given your life to Christ, if you are saved, then you qualify to, to have angels working for you. And why do we need angels to work for us? Because we need them when we pray. Ideally, when we pray, angels should go to work. So today I need to understand, I need all of us to understand by the help of the Holy Spirit why angels are necessary, especially when one is leading, um, living a prayerful life. Praise King Jesus. I wanted to touch the bit of um, salvation a bit more because we can't talk about access to angels if you're not born again, if you're not saved. That's why it's important that we pull out the salvation thingy um, very clearly. Now, in the beginning, God created man and we were meant to have dominion forever. That is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Maybe we could just read 28. Let's run there very quickly. Genesis chapter 1. 
Genesis is the first book of your Bible. Verse 26. Mm -hmm. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man and in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over everything. That's the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, and everything that moves on the earth. See? In the beginning, we were cool like that. Dominion. But guess what? The devil being the devil didn't waste any time what i just read to you is in um chapter 1 verse 26 <coughs> i also want to touch a bit of um chapter 2 verse 7 because we're talking about spirits right chapter 2 verse 7 is when god's spirit enters our flesh yeah genesis 2 verse 7 and the lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being so that's how i was created i michelle okay now as soon as chapter three i mean god did his business in chapter one and two chapter three the serpent comes along and in chapter three is about the fall of man i'm trying to explain how we get to the beat of salvation so we can get to the angels okay now man falls courtesy of the devil how does man fall man disobeys instructions how does man disobey instructions in genesis chapter 3 verse 6 is it chapter 2 hold on let me check verse 16 mm -hmm. genesis chapter 2 verse 16 god gives man instructions what does god say to man in genesis 2 16 and the lord god commended the man saying of every tree of the garden you may freely eat verse 17 but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die so god's created the whole garden of eden he's given man access like you can eat everything you like it's a candy shop have everything apart from that kit kat praise king jesus do not eat from the tree of life if you eat from it, you shall surely die. That's instructions, right? Now, <laughs> Genesis chapter 3. I mean, this is all happening in only three chapters. I don't know if it was in three days, this person which the, the devil comes along. But one thing I've noticed in the Bible is every time God gives us a blessing, God is a good spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. Every time he blesses us, like he created us to have dominion, to be fruitful, to multiply. Every time the devil says something like that, he's always kicked to come in and ruin. You know, like scripture says, Jesus came so we may have life and have it fully. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Now, this is the serpent himself in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. Now the serpent, Genesis 3 verse 1. 
Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall need you shall not eat of every tree in the garden? Do you see how he comes along? Like, did God really say that to you? It's as if the devil is saying, Does God even have a right to say that to you? And guys, we really need to be mindful of um evil spirits or of the devil. Cause, and that's why I like for us to be very mindful of scripture because sometimes the devil will play you via scripture. So poor Ad, this poor Eve, the lady, the serpent comes quoting the exact words God said, but he's twisting them around because he's cunning. That's what the scripture has said. He was more cunning than any beast of the field. Like, did God really say that? Surely you shall not die. That's what he says in um, Genesis 3 verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day that you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. Do you see? The serpent is using the exact words God said, but the other way around to sort of corner Eve into eating the from the tree of life. And this is exactly what Eve said. This is exactly what she did in uh, verse 6, Genesis 3, 6. So when the, uh, verse 6 reads here, yeah? So when the woman saw that the tree was good, was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it, and also gave to her husband with her. So, <laughs> this is the beginning of our problems, Yeah? This is how we fall. This is how man fell. Courtesy of our grandfather Adam. Or grandparents Adam and Eve. Right? They ate. They disobeyed. They were told not to touch that tree. They touched it. And that disobedience led to sin. Like from the time God created us, sin came along. And since then we have been in the business of perishing. Yeah? Until Jesus comes along. Praise King Jesus. So disobedience is equal to sin. We bless the Lord for sending Jesus because now it's Jesus that gives us uh, freedom. He saves us from perishing. Right? I, 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 hope, I hope I'm taking you somewhere. I hope you're following. Right? Okay. So Adam disobeyed. Adam and Eve disobeyed. It led to sin. And what did sin do? Sin led to the disappearance of love. Sin messed up our hearts. God created us in love. He was, if you read Genesis 1, I really don't want us to, I don't want to take you through um, the Bible verse by verse. Because my desire is that you read for yourself and you get your own revelation. And I'd love to hear your feedback. But from what I picked um, from these scriptures is um, God created us in love. Then the enemy came in and destroyed us. He messed us up. We disobeyed. We sinned. And then love disappeared. And, and people's hearts started to be messed up. Because what happens next? We see Adam's kids, um, Cain killing Abel. Yeah? Because of what? Envy in his heart. That's when all these messed up um, spirits come along. Bad spirits. Evil intention. Yeah? So all sin starts from the heart. As you can see, we are already being introduced into the heart, right? You know that heart? Heartbeat? 
that that thing that sits in your chest <laughs> so that's why um proverbs proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 comes into play it says guard your heart well in this whole business of existing on earth it's all about the heart because since that's from the heart that's what the enemy targeted when he got adam and eve to mess up our hearts lost their place with god right and now uh, we're on that journey of trying to go back into the image of god the image of love yeah um let's run quickly to proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 cuz this is what um eve did not do she did not guard herself and then greed came along cuz these guys were given the entire garden to enjoy and then eve the serpent convinced eve that she really needs to eat of that one tree imagine one tree out of a thousand and more trees you know um proverbs chapter chapter 4 verse 23 it reads guard your heart well my new king james james version reads keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life so it's all about the heart cain did not guard his heart well abel these two guys um if you're not very well, very well conversant with their lives these are the two children of adam and then it was time for them to sacrifice to the lord abel gave a juicy sacrifice an animal because abel was into um animal keeping and then cain who was a farmer gave a flimsy sacrifice now because the lord was very pleased with um abel's sacrifice cain became envious jealous even so he killed abel see what i'm saying to you it is all bathed from there from the beginning and ever since then this is the stuff that we're dealing with as human beings and god got so fed up of us as human beings from as early as genesis chapter 6 as in from early days god is suffering with our hearts because they're so messed up right he says in genesis chapter 6 um, verse 5 I'll read out for you Genesis 6:5. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. <laughs> This is after God had tried and tried and tried, and now he's gotten to the extent where he has to wipe out the entire world and keep just Noah and his family with the hope that Noah will have better children, better individuals, individuals with better hearts, but no, we carry on to sin and sin and sin, right? <laughs> and um in the end, I have skipped a whole middle of the Bible. See, this is just Genesis 6 and I'm taking you we're flying all the way to the New Testament where God is fed up of sending his word to us or visiting us in the garden of Eden at the at noon or at the crack of dawn he's so fed up with us that now he has to send his son Jesus Christ so Jesus comes along and Jesus is sent to us in love to bring love to us so we get saved to acquire love to go back in that space to have access to the angels 
Have I brought that out well? <laughs> I hope so. But just to give you a quick conclusion, eh? we were created as good people. Satan came in and made us bad people. And then Jesus was sent to save us. Now, if we are saved, we are entitled to angels. Then angels can work for us. And we are the boss. <laughs> like we command the angels around. Does that make sense? So that is me really trying to break down Hebrews 1.14. That are they not ministering spirits sent forth to minister to us who are heirs of salvation? So that's how you get salvation. Like if you've been wondering why sometimes your heart misbehaves, you find yourself really envious of other people, angry all the time. Please, this is not your fault. It started all the way from our grandparent Adam. Adam, And now God in all of his grace has sent Jesus. So next time a person asks you, would you like to get saved? That's what they mean. You're saved from sin. You're being redeemed. You're being delivered from what started back in the day, way before Christ, right? This is what it means to be saved. You believe with your heart that Jesus is Lord, and then you get saved. How? Jesus comes into your heart to fix the hot mess that is in there, yeah? And how? How does Jesus save you? Ideally, this is what I believe, and this is what I wish I knew in um, 2015, end of 2015, when I got born again, when I got saved. Um, to make this journey less complicated, as soon as you accept Christ, or even before, if you want to, to, to test the whole thing, dwell in the secret place. Dwell in the word of God. Read the word. Because, I mean... If you, if you get saved, it means that you believe that Jesus died for you to save you from your sins. You can't just leave it at that. Read about Jesus. Like, what is it you're believing? Like I've mentioned on here severally, a lot of people get born again because they have a problem or two. Very rarely do you find individuals that say, you know what, let me just try and get to know him. The reason why I am here is to try and get you to, to know who Jesus is. To, to consider being saved from a part, from a, a genesis of understanding, from, from a place of understanding what you're getting yourself into as opposed to being dragged into it. Because even if you don't do it voluntarily, there's going to be situations that put you bang in the middle of it and it, it will take you... I don't know how long it took me for... for it took me to... To get this concept that I'm trying to explain to you. But like I said to you, I got born again in 2015. I have bumped into people that ask me, how did you make that U-turn? Why did you do it? Some don't even ask me. And, and you see, when I got born again, the Lord was so quick to, to consecrate me, to put me aside and beat me up and polish me up to turn me into something more sensible. And, and that's first where, where I, I had to be put away to learn all of these things. It meant losing a lot of friends. For me, I understood why I was doing it, but some never understood, told it, understood it. Some probably still don't. They're thinking, I think she went crazy. So 
this is me trying to explain why this has to be done right and the best way to do it is by reading your bible an actual bible okay it doesn't cost much mine was 5000 kenya shillings which is about what approximately under 200000 uganda shillings it's the Holman Study Bible, New King James Version Edition, NKJV, and it's, it does me a whole lot of good. It's a four-color one. When Jesus speaks, I see red, and it's got um, explanations. It's a study Bible, so half the Bible is the word. The other half is a person that's filled with the Holy Spirit that's trying to explain to me what each verse reads. But I want to simplify it for you. Dwell in the Word in order for you to have access to the angels. And I'll take you quickly to Psalm 91. Do you know everybody has got an angel assigned to them? Yes, we all have an angel assigned to us. That's in Psalm 91 verse 11. Because today we're here to talk about angels. And the reason why I keep gravitating back to salvation and, and, and then I come back to the angels and then to salvation, then the angels. Because the two work hand in hand. You can't have angels if you are not saved. You can't have angels if you are not born again. Okay, so Psalm 91, verse 11. Where are you, Psalm? I need to find the Psalm. Yes, verse 91. Sorry, Psalm 91, verse 11. It reads, For he shall give his angels concerned with you to keep you in all of your ways. Who is he? If you've been here long enough, we know by now that when you're reading your Bible and you see a capital H, we're talking about God. For God shall give his angels charge over you, the angels concerned with you, which means everybody has an angel concerned with him. He shall give his angels. Oh, it's even um, plural. He shall give his angels concerned with you. So uh, you have got angels concerned with you. And to do what? To keep you in all of your ways. Praise King Jesus. So now we know. And, and look at verse, uh, what verse 12 reads. In their hands the angels shall carry you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. They will carry you up so you don't hit yourself on, onto a stone. So you do not what trip and fall. Praise King Jesus. But what, how do you have access to the angel? This is Psalm 91. Again, it takes us back to, to verse 1 of Psalm 91. The qualification is dwelling. You need to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. What's that? You need to be in continuous presence of the Word of God. Then that way you have angels working for you. Every born again, every person needs to tap into this blessing of having an angel to work for you. See, I am seated here ministering to you. Right now, I'm a physical being ministering to you. But it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I know the Holy Spirit is here. And then also because I know angels concerned with me, in the physical, I look like it's just me talking to you guys. But then they, I'm in the company of so many angels. Why? First off, I am born again. I am saved. So I have angels concerned with me, working for me. And when I sit here, and minister to you guys because I'm, I'm speaking the word of God the angels come and help me we shall find out how okay so I want to go back a little bit I don't want to run too fast yeah what happens if you dwell when you dwell in in 
I like using the word dwell. When you are continuously in the presence of your Bible, in the presence of the Word of God, the Word of God changes your mindset. How? There's so many words that have been spoken to us or about us. If you want clarity on that, you can go back to my previous podcast. What did I call it? The word of God versus people's words, I think. Yes, one of those. Anyway, it's the previous one. So, people have said so many words to us that have pushed us in a corner of thinking either we're so unpretty or we're so uh, daft or we'll never amount to anything. But for that to change, people that say bad words about you activate an evil spirit. Yeah? They can create, they can activate a spirit of anger or anxiety or even fear. But for you to counterattack that, for you to remove that from your mind, you need to use the word of God. You need to be in the presence of the word of God in order for you to change your mindset. Because if the Bible says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made and you're beautiful, then no one has any business saying to you that you're ugly. Praise King Jesus. So we use the word of God to change our mindset. And when the mindset changes, so does the heart. Again, the heart is coming back. The heart is very key. Okay? Because it is through the heart that we are changed back into the image of Christ. That we are perfected in the image of God. So every time you open up your Bible to read, you are fixing your heart. How? There's different stories in the Bible that shows you how people back then lived, how God related with them. Then it gives you a snippet on how you can relate with God. There's different promises that God gave that you can work with to perfect your heart so you don't live in anxiety. Praise King Jesus. Like I said, People come to Christ with problems and then they are never in the word. And then they are dependent on other human beings who have sent them on numerous errands in, 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 in the pre, in, in, <laughs> with the notion of if you do this, you will get that. And, and sometimes these, these things are not written. In the word of God and then there's so much frustration and people have a deserted salvation they've left the whole born-again thingy because they've been lied to so why not come to the Bible yourself if there's too many false prophets out there messing you up why don't you come to the word of God read the Bible yourself so your heart is not messed up I came across a scripture today that really broke my heart and I think maybe we need to visit it briefly was it in Jeremiah 5? This happens in the church. Guys, this is so sad. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 26. Um, Jeremiah 5, 26. It reads, For among my people are found wicked men. My people is capital M. So who are God's people? Born again people, saved people, people of Christ. For among my people are found wicked men. They lie in wait as one who sets snares. They set up a trap. They catch men. As a cage is full of birds, so their their houses are full of deceit. What is deceit? Lies. What is lies? Any word that's outside the word of God. Yeah? Therefore, they have become great and grown rich. And they have grown fat. 
they are sleek. Yes, they surpass the deeds of the wicked. They do not plead the cause, the cause of the fatherless. Yet they prosper. And the right of the needy they do not defend. You see, these are values of Christ. Take care of the orphans. Take care of the, the needy. These guys, they're in the church, but they do not do this. Hmm? So God is asking in verse 29, Shall I not punish them for these things, says the Lord? Shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? 30, verse 30 of Jeremiah 5. An astonishing and horrible thing has been committed in the land. 31. The prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule by their own power. And my people love to <laughs> and my people love to have it so. But what will you do in the end? See, every person that's been lied to by a false prophet, they only have themselves to answer to according to verse 31. Look, we are being warned. Yeah, Jeremiah saw this for himself when God sent him. God is saying to him, for among my people are found wicked men. Then we run quickly to verse 31. The prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule by their own power. And my people love to have it so. Why? People have gone blindly to church. They've received wrong prophecies some have gone to, not necessarily to church, to so-called men or women of God, whoever masquerades as a woman of God. But because they haven't found out the facts for themselves, they have incapacitated themselves and they have empowered the false prophets to lie to them. And then they turn around and say, oh, that life is so frustrating. Oh, look at what so-and-so is doing in the church. I can't be part of such drama. No, 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 no. No one's asking you to be part of any drama. You just need to read your manual so that when you go to church, you know what to choose and what to leave. The church is like a buffet. You go to a wedding. Oh, there's this, um, the Commonwealth Hotel in um, Monyonyo. Very nice hotel. That's where, well, back then when I used to attend so many weddings, that's where all the fancy weddings would take place. And they had this nice buffet all the way from here to the end of Kampala. Different types of food. A lot of types of food. But the plate was never big enough. But these guys are so smart. At the beginning of the queue of the buffet, the arrangement, they start with food that doesn't <laughs> is not so exciting they'll start with the bananas and, and sweet potatoes and cassava and white rice and uh, um, pumpkin yam all of that starch right after you have filled your plate with a whole lot of uh, i almost called it garbage with a whole lot of um such food towards the end is when you start to find what actually looks really tasty like chicken and um, uh, lasagna and uh, liver and and then you think to yourself wow this looks even nicer oh my god why did i stuff my food with all of this my plate why did i stuff my plate with all of this and guess what you can turn back to lose the, the, the damn sweet potatoes to make space for the chicken and i thought that was such a trick but hey, after attending two weddings, I knew what to do. I'd pick up my plate and go all the way to the end of the queue and, and, and start from the chicken. And then I put a bit of salad and I'm good to go. 
and when I go to sit down and I'm surrounded by people swimming in cassava and sweet potatoes and they're thinking, oh, you made such a lovely selection. I'm thinking, yeah, I am informed. This is my fourth wedding. I dwell in this place. What am I trying to pull up for you? When you dwell in the word of God, you know what to pick out. You don't eat the entire village. You pick out what works for you, right? And then when you're you're there continually, you change, your, your mindset changes because the word of God that you read continually polishes your heart. And when your heart is clean enough, because no one is perfect, we live a life of repentance and fixing, continuous work in progress. When your heart starts um, to fix up, then you operate in love. You find it easy to love others and other people find it easy to be around you. And then you have dominion, which you would call favor. Then you will have favor in the sight of God and in the sight of man. And when you have dominion, then you have access to angels. Yeah, but the opposite of that, (laughs) when you're operating anger, envy, anxiety, fear, and all of their cousins from the kingdom of darkness, then you lose dominion. You don't have demons, you don't have dominion because your heart is filled with demons. Like demons are on the throne where God is supposed to sit. In our hearts is where God sits. It's where fountains of living water should flow. But because you're never in the word, everything around you is contaminating you. That It's only demons that are trafficking in and out of your system. And that needs to change. We need to have access to angels. And that starts with clean hearts. And that's why Jesus came. And Jesus is so full of love. He's so forgiving. Every day he's willing to forgive, but to forgive you. But... You start with acknowledging. You know, everybody I know loves God. I told you I used to do evangelism in hospitals. When you go to to whoever in their religion, they tell you they love God so much. And amazingly, it's the same God for a good percentage anyway. But I don't know who came up with these uh, sections of, I am Catholic. I am Anglican, I am Protestant, I am this. Because in the end, it is God. And I used to say to them, look, I love the same God as you do, but guess what? He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to fix what Adam messed up. You're operating as a grandchild of Adam, and there's Jesus who was given the ultimate sacrifice so that he can simplify our lives for, for, for us. And that was such a gem because when they understood that, it was easier for them to give their lives to Christ. And I'd love for everybody. And it's not complex. It's just a case of getting somebody to rule over your life. And when they come in and you read your Bible continuously and you purpose to do what is in it, according to Joshua 1.8, it never departs from your lips. You walk according to what it is saying. Then you make your way prosperous. But today I want to talk about angels. Then the angels operate for you right and 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 these angels okay i've talked about angels for too long it is time for me to break this baby down like how do angels operate what language do angels speak that one we shall find in psalm 103 verse 20 psalm 103 103 if i can get there i tell you i need an assistant to open this bible for me my hands can be quite tied up Psalm 103, verse 20. 
it reads yeah bless the lord you his angels who excel in strength who do his word heeding the voice of his word hallelujah first off i told you now that we are saved i believe we are saved right we all have angels psalm 91:11 and to to tap into these angels we dwell in the secret place of the most high i believe you do that's why you're listening to me right now you're dwelling you're starting your dwelling journey if you want there anyway and now the scripture is saying bless the lord you his angels someone's talking to the angels here who excel in strength what does that mean angels are very strong and what do they do they do god's word who do his word his is capital h which means we're talking about god they do god's word heeding the voice of his word what is heeding hearkening they hurry up hmm? to heed means to give careful attention the angels give careful attention to the word of god what is that saying to me if you are born again or if you live a prayerful life you have no business carrying on and on if you're not praying through the word of god because that's the language that the angels understand and in order for scripture to work for you your heart has got to be clean as well praise king jesus so it's okay to say you're born again but if your heart is not pure then the angels can't work for you properly because your heart is is occupied by demons what are these demons evil spirits anger hatred unforgiveness and all of their cousins from hell am i making sense so anyway we need to use the word of god to pray so lady born again mr saved you if you go to church all the time nine times a day once a week it doesn't matter i suggest you go you take your bible along with you and you try and familiarize yourself with these scriptures because that is the prayer that's going to activate the angels to come and work for you angels hear only one language Yes, what I'm saying is for you to go on your knees and you start to cry, "Oh dear Lord, help me. Why am I the broke one in the family? Everyone else is prospering. All my neighbors drive cars and I'm riding a bike. Oh Lord, have mercy. Oh Lord, hello." Use the necessary scripture because that's the language the angels understand. You can start in yeah, you can stand in Genesis 1:28, 26 to 28 and say, "Lord, When you created me, you blessed me. You said I shall be fruitful and I shall multiply. I need to start seeing signs of that. When you start to quote scripture, the angel concerned with you comes and does his work. But the challenge is you've been praying with your own words. And what's happening? Your angel is in heaven putting on weight. And you you're down here being frustrated that God doesn't work. You're not speaking his language. Use scripture. Use scripture. countless times you'll go to church and the man of god is leading you through a prayer well i thank the lord that the church that i go to is word best and my pastor does not start any conversation without putting up a scripture on the projector so even for the people that don't carry their bibles they're using the right bullets they're using scripture right but what i was trying to say earlier was why do you go to the garden without a hole praise king jesus why huh why do you go to pray without the word of god like who's listening to you who are you praying who are you praying to the word of god is very powerful the word is a spirit the more you quote scripture the more confidence you get 
and you get the confidence when you dwell so much in the word that you start to believe it and then you can speak with authority because as you read it the holy spirit is so smart he gives you examples in the bible and he does something for you as well to activate your faith so that when you go down to pray you approach the throne of grace boldly because you know you're serving a lord that works because you know that once you kneel down and you repent and you clean your heart and you call upon your god via scripture the angels will come down and go look for whatever it is you're telling them yeah the word activates the angels the word pushes the angels into motion to fight for you to keep you in all of your ways so basically angels are good spirits and good spirits fight demons demons are bad spirits bad spirits is the opposite of love so if you're not operating in love then you're not activating any angels hmm? now this is genuine warfare right don't go you have no business going to war without the word warfare without the word it's like going to fight yeah in the battle with a gun but the gun hasn't got bullets hmm? your machine gun is better when it's equipped i tell you even if you have one scripture and you know how to pray through it you're good to fight yeah and the trigger better be functioning as well what's the trigger that's your heart because if your heart is not in a good place and you're quoting these scriptures the angels try to come in but you're so preoccupied and the lord is saying oh jerusalem up to when why don't you wash your heart cleanse your heart so that i can find a way to work for you clean up fix up hmm? turn from your wicked ways that is somewhere in our holy spirit help us it's in jeremiah i wish i could find it give me a few seconds let me dig into the book of jeremiah i love it it's a good one for repentance it's a good one for fixing up oh jerusalem Hmm. There. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 14. It reads, "Oh Jerusalem, oh Michel, wash your heart from wickedness, that you may be saved. How long shall your evil thoughts lodge within you?" <laughs> That should be a scripture. This scripture should be put on the dressing mirror for every saved person. or a person that says they're saved cuz they you're not saved if you're operating in evil thoughts and wickedness you haven't been saved you need Jesus to save you from that and here god is like god really wants to help you but he's saying oh jerusalem wash your heart from wickedness from unforgiveness from anger from bitterness from gossip and all of their cousins that you may be saved I think I've already explained saved, right? That your angels may work for you. Hmm? How long shall your evil thoughts lodge within you? When the evil thoughts are lodged into your heart like they're occupying your heart, your heart is a bed and breakfast for evil thoughts. Nicely furnished apartment. Hmm? Wash it up. So either Lord can find how to help you. And that's how Ephesians 6 comes into play. You know in Ephesians where it's written that put on your breastplate of righteousness. Eh? I think it's Ephesians 6:14. Let's dash there quickly. The book of Ephesians is in the New Testament. Oi. Okay, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. He's saying here in um chapter 6. Chapter 6 is a warfare scripture, yeah. 
and I'm telling you how you need these angels and warfare because whoa, there might be a person there that's busy slashing and rebuking and beating demons, yet the demon is right there in their heart. Hmm? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14, it says, Stand therefore, having guarded your waist with, with um, truth. Stand therefore, having guarded your waist with truth. What is truth? The word of the Lord is truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. You can't run away from righteousness. See, righteousness is faith. Yeah? And what is faith? Romans 10, 7. Consequently, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God only. Yeah? Faith. Righteousness leads to faith. Okay? Genesis chapter 15 abraham the grandfather of faith it is written and he was believed and abraham believed in the lord genesis 15 6 yeah and abraham believed in the lord and he was accounted to him for righteousness how he had a clean heart he believed in god which means look let me let me break this baby down yeah faith is the opposite of fear fear is the dirty heart Fear is not believing that God can do it. The only way you don't believe that God can do it is because you you don't know what the Bible says. You don't know what God says about a situation. Righteousness is equal to faith. Faith is having a clean car, a clean heart. And having a clean heart is giving God a place to fight for you. Exodus 14:14. 14, 14. It says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. In other words, if there's no peace in your heart, the Lord cannot fight. And if you want peace in your heart, read the word of God. Start with the New Testament. Find out who Jesus is because he is called the Prince of Peace. By the time you're done with the book of Matthew, you will have a bit of peace in you. Because you know that your Jesus, the one that you purpose to follow, operates in forgiveness. Yes, your enemy did that and the other, but it is not that human being that you hate. It is the devil. I showed you in the beginning that cunning serpent. He put that place, that person in place to mess up your heart so that he can hold on to your blessings. Now you're not fruitful, you're not multiplying because cousin this did this to you and, and now you everything is messed up. But Jesus came so that you may have life and have it fully. Hmm? Peace entitles you to the angels. And the angels, it entitles you to the angels' ministry via the word of God. Then you can qualify. Hmm? Then you operate like this guy, the guys in um, that I talked about in Matthew chapter 10, verse 17. You know, it says, whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you are in faith. If you are righteous, if your heart is clean. Now you've been telling us how you've been praying for this thing for three years. It's not happening. But how is your heart? Check it out. Check out your heart. Praise King Jesus. The angels are here to work for you. And by the way, do you know that if the angels don't do their work, if they do not work for you, they will be judged like God will punish them. You are a special person if you are operating in the word. If the angels do not get up to work for you because you see the bible told us they hearken unto the voice of, of the word like when you speak the word of god they come running to help you if they don't help you they're in so much trouble open quickly the book of jude chapter 1 verse 6 
I'll go there as well. Okay. Jude. Jude is one of those books that have only a page or two. So it can take quite a bit of time to find him. Mr. Jude. Oh, where are we now? First Peter, James. I tell you. We need to get the kettle on as we look for the book of Jude. If you get there before me, please start reading. Jude chapter 1 verse verse 6 are we there where's verse 6 there it is Jude chapter 1 verse 6 reads and the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar morrow. Oi! Okay. <laughs> I'll, I, I won't go as far as verse 7. I'll just break down verse 6 for you, yeah? As I was telling you earlier, when you quote scripture, when you pray through scripture and you pray with understanding in spirit and in truth, right and you know what you're talking about and you actually believe it then the angels work for you if the angels don't get up to work they will be punished listen to this jude chapter 1 verse 6 and the angels who did not keep their positions of authority what are their positions of authority again psalm 91 11 the angel concerned with you my dear listener mm -hmm. second line but abandoned their proper dwelling Where's the proper dwelling? You and I know. Those he kept, no, those he has kept in darkness. They have been kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. Which means that if I, Michelle, get down on my knees and I am broke, like I have got only 1,000 Uganda shillings in my pocket, and I kneel down and I pray to God and I say, Dear Father, I'm sorry for where I have fallen short of your glory. Jesus, come back. Holy Spirit, wherever I have grieved you, I am so sorry. And then the angels come back after I have fixed my heart and I start to pray. My Father and my Lord, I need some money. This money in my wallet needs to multiply Remember, Lord God, when you created me, you gave me dominion over everything on earth, which means I have dominion over money, and you're a God of fruitfulness and multiplication. Please speak to me on how to invest this 1,000 so that it may be, it may multiply, that I may be fruitful. Show me which way to go. Amen. <laughs> then my angel gets up. You know, Please, get a scripture for every situation. Like when you get up and you're feeling anxiety or you're scared about something, be quick to say, oh, but it is written that I, Michelle, have not been given the spirit of fear, but of, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. That scripture will shoot that feeling down. That feeling I've said to you is a demon. It is from hell. When you quote scripture, 
you're getting the beautiful spirit to work for you. You're getting the angel to fight the demon. Demons have never won angels. It is we who decide who will win the battle and how. That's what I've been explaining. There's a movie called um, The War Within. If you can look it up, The War Within. It's a very good movie. Um, I saw it and it, it, it ministered to me. It was about emotions. The emotions, there was, it was about... There's a guy that was playing the role of emotions and there was another guy that was playing the role of intellect. And then there was um, an angel playing the role of the word of God, the angel of God. There was a battle. Like intellect can speak to us. Emotion, we do things out of emotion and regret afterwards. But the word of God is always still. It is calm. But if you pay attention to it, it is so powerful. Because in that movie, the guy struggled so much. There were situations that were leading to divorce him to divorce his wife and lose his baby daughter. But at the end, at the end, the angel of the Lord prevailed. The word of God prevailed. It was such a battle. Guys, it's a battle. That's why we need continuous presence. Continuous presence in the word of God gets you to understand scripture. If this is the first time you're listening to my podcast, go back to the beginning because this is all I ever talk about. I use my words as Michelle, as led by the Holy Spirit to point you to the word of God. And I've been, um, since we started this gig, that's all I ever show you. That's all I try to show you. And when I'm hoping some people already have that haven't been, when you start to spend a lot of time in your Bible, then scripture comes naturally. Because the word of the Lord is a spirit. And us guys are spirits as well. And you are what you eat. What you feed your spirit with is what you are. What's taking up your time? Are you spending four minutes in the Bible and seven hours in Snapchat? Then you know who will reign. Envy. Because you're looking at people who are making more money than you. You're looking at people who are in a relationship that you do not have. And in the end, the devil's whispering to you, you're ugly, you know. You look at, look at your friends. They're on holiday in Zanzibar and you're just here in your room staring at the four walls and you can't even afford a sandwich for, for dinner. There's so many voices out there. And the Bible is fun. I promise you it is fun. Pray, pray, pray to the Holy Spirit to give you interest in the word of God. There's a scripture that helped me a lot when I got onto this mission of, okay, God, reveal yourself to me. I am here. I'm interested in the Bible. Start talking. It's in Ephesians. Where is it? I'll read it for you. Ephesians, I think it's verse chapter 1, verse 17. It's a prayer, so I'd pray for myself before starting to read my Bible. This is what it says. I would pray for myself, yeah? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to I, Michelle, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the word, knowledge of him, verse 18, that the eyes of my understanding may be enlightened that I may know what is the hope of God's calling and what are the riches of glory for his inheritance in the saints. Praise King Jesus. Can we break it down briefly? I promise I won't take very long. Okay? So, verse 17. We're going to do it line by line, yes? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's obvious, the Father of glory, hey, guys, in life, all of us want glory. 
these kids that were waking up at 6 a.m. to make sure, even 5 a.m. to make sure that they, they're in school by a certain time and then they have to study for X amount of years and we pay so much money, it is because they want, we need them to have a good life, the glory to be upon, upon them. Praise King Jesus. So whatever we're looking for in life, good education, successful children, good business, good marriage, is for the glory to manifest in our lives, right? And we have been told that God is the father of glory. And how do we tap into that glory? Is when he gives us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of what we are reading in this book. What will happen? The eyes of our understanding will be enlightened like your eyes get a torch where the word makes sense. Everything you read makes sense. Yeah. What happens after that? Then you'll get to know what is the hope of God's calling on your life? Because all of us are here to serve God. The minute you get your, your heart fixed, eh? the minute you get yourself sorted out, you can start to hear from God directly. He will not waste time on sending you where he needs to, you to go. Yes, I know you came to him because you need some things off him, but align yourself. At the end of the day, he created you to use you. Once you get that into your head, that simplifies your life as well. Because you don't come and get things from God and then leave. He, you will find another stone in the middle of the road and come back. Praise King Jesus. So after you know your calling, what's going to happen? You will know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Remember we talked about inheritance. You are the saint. You will know what you have access to. You will know what you're entitled to. Riches in the glory. Praise King Jesus. So I would pray, read the scripture for myself. Then I start to open the Bible and read. And then slowly it started to make sense. And you know what's going to happen when you make sense? When you start to chill with the angels? When you have fixed up your lovely heart? When you have washed your heart, dear Jerusalem? You will chill in the company of angels at Mount Zion. At Mount Zion in the innumerable company of angels. I think this will be our last scripture, yeah? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. Because this is our target. This is where I want all of us to be. To chill in the company of angels as opposed to chilling in the company of demons. Twisting things in our heads and making us feel like life is not worth it. Yet all we ever needed to do was to get revelation. Praise King Jesus. Okay. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. This one I am not going to dissect because it is very clear. All I can say to you is whatever has been bothering you, if you spend time in the word of God, don't ask me how because I've already done a podcast on steps of an altar. If you go back, I think it was either the fourth or the fifth podcast when we just started. It's a good, it's a good one to teach you how to read the word and meditate in it and pray through it. It's a good one to visit. But still, we've also got the Holy Spirit in case you feel that's too lengthy for you. But hey, listen, once you get to that level, this is what happens. Hebrews 12, 22 to 24, it goes, But you have come to Mount Zion. And to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the just men made perfect, 
to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks a better <laughs> that speaks better things than the blood than, than, than the blood of Abel. Praise King Jesus. So being under the word gives you qualifies you to all of this. You chill with the angels, regardless of what's going on around you. You're very happy because you are in the heavenly Jerusalem. You're surrounded by angels. You are at the general assembly. Yeah? You're chilling with the firstborn Jesus Christ, the mediator of the new covenant. When I come back, I think we shall talk about the new covenant, the covenant of the word of God. That's a beautiful one to know as well. But for now, purpose to dwell in the secret place, purpose to dwell at Mount Zion, purpose purpose to read your bible because that's the best way for you to run away from the sounds in your head from your invisible friends that are stressing you praise king jesus amen okay i don't think there's anything i can add on to this um if you want to give your life to christ today if you want to get saved now that you've understood what to get saved means if you want the angels to work for you because the angels will only work for you if you are saved please put your hand on your heart lord jesus i thank you so much for the teaching that i've had today holy spirit i thank you so much for the words that i have heard uh, today i declare with my mouth i believe in my heart and i say it out loud with my mouth i am born again I say it without anybody forcing me. I believe that Jesus died for me and he rose again. Please remove my name from the book of death. Write my name in the book of life. When you come back, I want to be among those that you will take with you. Most importantly, when I kneel down to pray, I need to know that the angels are present. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much. You know, every time you give your life to Christ, every time a new life is rebirthed, a new life is birthed, there's a party in heaven, like the angels are celebrating. Thank you so much for giving your life to Christ. Thank you so much for choosing peace. Thank you so much for giving the battle, for handing the battle over to Jesus and the angels. Now let us pray. Father, I thank you so much for everybody that's listening to this. I thank you so much for those that have just entered your kingdom. Thank you for the word that we have shared. Thank you for simplifying our lives. And I pray, King of glory, now that we've understood how the whole prayer thing works and how the angels work, I pray that you give us a zeal for your word. For it is written, is it in Joel? I'm not sure where. But it is written that in those days, you'll give, you'll give your people a thirst. It will not be a thirst for food or drink, but it will be for the word of God. Father, give them a yearning for your word so that they may want to read your Bible. And when they read, so that they understand it. And when they understand it, they purpose to walk according to what it says. And when they kneel down to pray, they know the words to say in order for the angels to work for them. 
I call upon the angels concerned with everybody as we pray to visit everyone's situation. For one that is not well, you said you'll send forth your word and your word will heal them and deliver them from destruction. Send your word to heal whoever's not feeling well right now. Father, send your word to somebody that's feeling that's feeling depressed or anxious because you said that you have not given us the spirit of fear but of love, of power and sound mind. Visit that person that's been battling with fear, Lord. Father, send your word to a person there that's been anxious about taking their children to school, seeing them through education. But because it is written in Isaiah 54 that our children will be taught by the Lord and great shall be their peace. Father, give their children peace. Father, provide for them. Most importantly, enable them to teach their children the word of God because fearing God is the beginning of all wisdom. Father, send forth your word. Send your word to everybody wherever they are. I call upon the angels to surround everybody as they listen to this and minister to them. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Have a good night and God bless you. Bye.